enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here today with Mark Phelan. Hello, Mark. How are you this evening, this afternoon, this morning, wherever you are around the world? I'm good, and uh, hopefully all the listeners are doing well as well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. You got a little bit of a cold. Spreading all of his germs all over. That's what you do when you're a partner. I'm falling around with sanitizer. I'm bathing in it. I mean, really, I just don't want to get any Believe me, germs I, I, you know, and colds. Any idea, you know, we should have some kind of new spray where you can spray someone and it's like a glow, like red, yellow, green. Green mean you're healthy. If it's red, there's something wrong with you. And everybody can just walk away and you see them coming toward you. Well, I could see it without the you spray. You're coughing and sneezing. <laughs> It's disgusting. These germs, they're everywhere. So I'm I'm wiping everything down. I'm making him sanitize. It's it's a stressful day here with all of those germs. But it's a good day because, you know, we're here, right? Exactly. Any day that you wake up is a good day. Every day above ground is a good day. Even if you don't feel good. You're still above ground. It's a good day. It's clear to part the cloudy. <laughs> That's all so true. So today we are going to be reading some emails that you've sent. There's some questions, some comments. We're probably not going to get to them all, but we'll just, we'll start and we'll... stacks of them. We'll do... <laughs> I mean, we don't have hundreds of them, but it just depends on how long we talk about each one and whether we'll get to them all or not. I'd like to be able to do this maybe, you know, at least once a quarter where we can just spend some time, one or two shows, answering some of these questions and reading some of these comments. So I think we should just go. We should just start. We're going to dive right on in. Which one do I want to read? Let's go with this one. I don't read names, so I want you to know that. So whoever does send an email or a question, you don't have to worry. It's completely completely anonymous. I will not be Steve from Milwaukee. I will not be reading any. (laughs) He's making that up. Okay. So here we go. My wife and I haven't had sex for two years. I've tried everything from begging to threatening to leave. I love her, but I don't want to be in a sexless marriage and I don't want to have an affair. What advice can you give me? Oh, that's a big one, right? And there's so many unknowns here. That's the problem. It isn't. Oh, but I'm bum bum. That was terrible. It is a sure. hor- horrible. Not even that funny. A little bit funny, but not that funny. <laughs> no, it really is a serious thing. And look at this is not an uncommon problem. I see it all the time. People who are in a marriage or in a relationship and they're not having sex. It's not a problem if you have two people who are on the same page. Neither one of them really care that much about sex. They've just chosen to be in a sexless relationship and they both feel perfectly fine with that. Not a problem. But when there's one person who wants to have sex and the other person doesn't, that is a problem. Now, there are people who just decide to accept that. You know, I love my husband or my wife. And while I really would like to be having sex, all in all, 
it's not as important as us staying together or as our family or as our children or anything else because there's so many good things there. But I really do believe if sex is important to you and you're not having sex, either with your spouse or with someone else. Or yourself. I'm not, well, yourself is a whole other deal. That's certainly important. I'm not talking about affairs. I do not condone affairs. I'm talking about an agreement. Sometimes people can Mm -hmm. come up with an agreement. Mm -hmm. You know, we get married. It's supposed to be with each other forever, better or worse, sickness and health and all of those things. And we're not supposed to have sex with anyone else. But we know that that's not often the case. People have agreements that they have open marriages or that they swing or that they have multiple relationships or that they can have sex whoever with whoever they want. Don't ask, don't tell. There's all kinds of agreements and arrangements that people have, including secretive ones where there are affairs. Personally, I don't think that's a good option. I, you know, again, I can't tell people what to do or how to live their lives. But in this case, maybe there could be a conversation. Before we go to that, I mean, I do have some questions, and obviously he can't answer my questions because he's not here. I just have this. But I'm wondering what he's tried. So I hear this, like, I've tried everything. And when I ask people what they've tried, well, I've, I keep asking. And I keep asking, and she or he keeps saying no because it is not just the woman who doesn't want sex mm-hmm. sometimes. Oftentimes it can also be the man, and that's more common than we realize. So they say they've tried everything, but it really is more on the, the begging. Well, like even he said, mm-hmm. begging or threatening, not effective. Not effective no. at all. <laughs> if anything, that's going to make you defensive and annoyed. Yes. Yeah, I mean, even if, say for instance... Uh, you want a Chinese food, and I'm not in the mood for Chinese food. Well, come on, let's have Chinese food. Come on, why can't we have Chinese? I want to Chinese. Shut up! It is going to become annoying. Then it's you're going to lose the topic altogether. Yeah, it's it's also not sexy. No. Yeah, the complaining and the whining and Oy. the threatening. There's what was that? I know someone's favorite joke used to be, "Well, my idea of foreplay is 15 minutes of attempt and an hour and a half of begging." <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Sounds like something that um, Rodney Dangerfield yeah, would have said like or something. Yeah, look, it's it's not to say that this man isn't suffering. I I don't want to no, diminish, trivialize, or diminish his feelings because it is really difficult being on the side of rejection, mm-hmm. feeling rejected when you love someone and you exactly. desire them sexually, and you want to have a need filled. And it's not just the need to come because like you said, we could do that by ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's that need for connection. It's sex is so much more than sex. Exactly. So it can be really painful when you're wanting to connect with sexually with your partner and they're saying no time after time after time. It's physically frustrating. It's emotionally devastating at times and you know feeling rejected just never can feel good so there's definitely ways that you can go about this i would say the first thing to do is to ask some questions of her is to really have a conversation and you know not not to make it a big deal you know maybe you're having dinner and just say you know i miss connecting Mm -hmm. with you I miss having sex with you. It's been two years. I don't know how long they've been together, but I'm guessing, you know, they at least had some years where they were having sex. Just to start it out that way. You're so beautiful. I love you so much. I miss touching your body. I'm curious about what you're feeling. It opens up so many different possible scenarios and questions. First of all, did they ever have a wonderful sex life? Right. Was it regular? Was it enticing? Is it enjoyable for both? 
and then it's petered off. How's their relationship? Did they just have kids? How oh, old yes. are they? Is there hormonal issues going on? Exactly. Is she exhausted? What it's, is his definition of sex? Is it intercourse? Very good is question. Is it cuddling? Is it oral sex? I mean, is it just nothing? Yeah. No touching at all? I mean, I'm assuming because most people, when they say sex, they mean intercourse. Right. But you're right. Sex is not just intercourse. Mm-hmm. It's so many different things. Oftentimes, Women, I'm going to say even more than men, will start to lose their desire for sex. And we had a whole show about mm-hmm. desire, you know, after they've been with someone for a while for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, we don't need to go into all of those right now. You can listen to the desire show. But if they're not feeling the desire for sex and they think they're supposed to be in the mood before they have sex and you're asking her if she wants to have sex, mm-hmm. the answer is no. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Never, never ask a question you get a no from. Exactly. Do you want to have sex? No. It's because she's not in the mood. So the trick is getting her in the mood because mm-hmm. we need to be stimulated before we get aroused and we need to be aroused before we have the desire to have sex. Oftentimes, again, there's so many different questions here. Are they having any kind of sexual interaction? Is there an opening for that? But again, I'm going to go back with for him to just say some loving things to her, let him know that he loves her, that he desires her without any pressure or expectation to do anything, Mm -hmm. just to open up that conversation, maybe to touch her in ways that he hasn't touched her in a while, which is usually what happens when couples aren't having sex, non-sexually without any expectation or demand for anything other than just the ability to touch her. Start out by giving her a nice massage. She might say no because she thinks that if you're going to give her a massage that you want to have sex and then she's going to have to reject you. She doesn't want to, so she will say no to all touch. Mm -hmm. That is a common scenario and that might be happening. So even if that is going on, just say, no, no, I just want to rub your body. I just want to make you feel good. No sex. We're not going to have sex. Take that away. You know, yeah. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have sex with your spouse. It is, it's a positive when someone desires you, but at the same time, no one wants to be rebuffed either. Yeah, no one wants to be rebuffed. We all actually do want to be desired, but nobody also wants to feel pressured or exactly. obligated. Yes. And that might be what she's feeling. Who knows what, maybe they had some issues in their relationship that we don't know about, so she might be harboring some anger. Mm-hmm. But if they can start to have a conversation. And the other thing I can say, this might be a case for a sex therapist. Absolutely. To get some outside help, start some conversations. And in that conversation to say it would be great if we could just go get some help and figure out how we can work through this because mm-hmm. I want us to be married forever. I love you. I don't want to lose you. I just don't want to live like this anymore. So if we could at least go get some help from somebody maybe who can give us some answers and understand what's going on, that would really help. Would you be willing to do that? And that, I think that would be a key piece of information. If you're willing to try and attempt to open a new channel of communication and someone's not willing to even go there... Now we're talking about some other issues beyond just sex. Yes. Because if if you are remotely sexual and just not in the mood lately, like you said, there's a dozen reasons. we're talking two years, though. But there again, you know, how fast time can go. And sometimes people exaggerate about time. But well, I'm gonna, if, let's just say that he's, let's take it at face legit, value. Okay. But if he has been basically complaining right. or pursuing or threatening, that's just making it worse. And it, yeah, the, the key pieces of information are what else has happened in life that may be very, very indicative of the reaction she's having. Like you said, kids. 
Yeah. Weight they gain, just have kids. All those things. Right. She could be feeling insecure about her body. Yeah. There's so many, or maybe he gained a bunch of weight yep. and she's not feeling attracted to him. So communication, relative, yeah, we go back, it always comes mm-hmm. back to communication, but how, I mean, anybody can communicate. Right. It's how you communicate. You have to communicate effectively in a way, in other words, that's going to work, that you're going to get what you want get some information, be able to express what it is that you want to express so it can be heard. And a lot of people don't know how to do that, exactly. especially when it's an emotionally flooded issue, right? Emotionally heavy issue. You want to go to a, th- not only is a therapist going to, sex therapist going to be trained for this, but also know the parameters in which to create the boundaries for the communication to begin with. That way there's no defensiveness. There's no point of, no, you said it. No, I don't want to back and forth because it's going to be, he said, she said, I won, you lose. Exactly. This one's interesting. I have a question. I want to say that speaking of fetishes, this may sound silly, but I have an arm fetish for beautiful women. I love it when they are sleeveless and get sexually attracted to their arms. As for you, I've seen you sleeveless on TV, and to be honest, I have to be forward. I get sexually aroused by your beautiful arms. I think you have beautiful, sexy arms. Is there such a thing for a man to have an arm fetish? Well, first of all, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Wait a minute. Is that to you or me? (laughs) Yes, I should I not got some make guns many here, baby. assumptions. I work out. Although I'm I don't know if you've about... shown your arms on TV. Yes, so... I have. As a matter of fact, in Sea of Love, I sold everything. If you <laughs> oh, yes, that is true. That is true. Arms and buttocks. No, but seriously, let's talk about fetishes. So fetishes are not silly, and they're not wrong or bad. Fetishes are fetishes, and basically, what it means by definition is that you get turned on by this thing, this particular, in this case, part of the body and the arms. People have fetishes for shoes, so it's not necessarily a body part. Isn't that every woman? Could be a thing. (laughs) Very very cute. I I actually don't, but that's a whole different story. That's more of an obsession Mm. than a fetish. So yes, it's, it's something that it really turns us on, and the word fetish usually means that we actually need this thing. So there's something different between a turn on and a mm-hmm. fetish. So we could be turned on by arms, or we can be turned on when our partner wears high heels or woman's underwear or whatever it might be. But if it's required, this is the only thing that'll really get us off, then mm-hmm. it is more in the category of fetish. And so I always say embrace your fetishes. There's nothing wrong with them. Accept them and enjoy them. As long as it's not hurting anybody. Exactly. And if you're going to indulge in it, hopefully your partner is going to be cool with that. Right. You wouldn't want to get in, into a relationship or have a sexual relationship with somebody who is not okay with that. I do try to encourage people who have fetishes and if they come and work with me to expand their point of reference, to expand their sexual pleasures and turn-ons. And that is possible. So it's not about extinguishing this thing or this thing is bad. You're not supposed to have it. You don't have to quit your fetish or give it up. Again, enjoy it. And can you expand your sexual activities and your turn-ons and your responsiveness and behaviors into other areas? If you can, then that then that's great. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's really all I have to say about that. Enjoy it, which is always a good thing. Okay, let's do a question. Another question. It's a little bit long, but I'm going to read it. I was hoping you could give me some guidance on an issue. 
My husband and I have been together about seven years, and we had a pretty long sexual dry spell, about two years. Oh, another two-year thing um, that we are just getting over. Now he, always, now, he always loses his erection while we're having sex. At the beginning of our relationship, he would be able to get it back and eventually ejaculate. He now does not ejaculate at all from sex. It also takes him a while to get hard enough to have sex. He has seen a doctor. His hormones and all labs are normal, and he is taking Cialis regularly. So he's probably on the daily dose Cialis. Any thoughts on what to do about this? Thanks. Is there anything I can do to A, help him get an erection more quickly, and B, keep it once we are having sex? So first of all, we're glad that he went and got checked out, so there's nothing going on here medically. Uh, or hormonally, and so that's all wonderful. The thing about Cialis or any of the ED drugs is they're not a magic pill. Mm-hmm. They don't just give you an erection. You still have to get aroused. I'm guessing that you're not young, young. You've been together for seven years, so you know maybe there's some age going on here. Again, as we get older, we can, mm-hmm. by the way, have sex until the day we die, and you know, never ends. We're never too old to have sex or enjoy sex. That's true. <laughs> but sometimes it changes. Certainly as we get older or we gain weight or if we're smoking, I mean, there's some things that can get in the way of our blood flow and it's not necessarily a medical issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could also be emotional if we're feeling anxious about something. And clearly when a guy can't get an erection or he can't sustain an erection and he starts to worry about Mm, that. You get inside your head. Yep. That's it. And then, you know. Performance anxiety. Exactly. And that will get in the way of really being able to get an erection. So there's so many different things going on here. When she says sex, I'm pretty sure what she's talking about is intercourse. Uh, So he can't ejaculate with intercourse. My question would be, does he ejaculate from other types of sex? Mm -hmm. Interesting question. Yeah. So maybe you can enjoy intercourse and we'll talk about him keeping an erection, but you can enjoy intercourse and then you could have oral sex or manual sex, you know, hand job, something like that. He can also pleasure you. So getting rid of that penis and erection focus mm-hmm. is going to make a big difference right there. I'd love to find out if he can take care of himself. If he masturbates to fruition by himself, that could be part of that anxiety kind of component. Yeah, and again, I'm, we're we can only we can only speculate. But yep. my guess is that when she's talking about he can't ejaculate with sex, she's talking about intercourse. He probably can't ejaculate either with masturbation or no, with masturbation, oral sex. Masturbation, you're by yourself and you don't have the same performance problem. You don't have to worry about things. Exactly. Yeah, I'd be very curious that they had a dry spell and then it re- they recovered from it. What was the causation of Exactly. That? What was going on then? So how did they get back to things? By the way, the fact that you're getting over that dry spell mm-hmm. over two years, that's a good sign. Absolutely. What, what are you doing? But I still am hearing in this, in this particular email a lot of focus on his, on his erection and exactly. on his orgasms. Mm-hmm. And when we start focusing on that, and this is true for women too, if we're trying, everybody's trying to give her an orgasm or achieve an orgasm, which is such a horrible word. <laughs> Word, right? We don't want to achieve, we don't achieve an orgasm. We experience an orgasm. But if we're trying to achieve and we're trying to perform and we have to get erect, I mean, right there, we're dead in the water. Right. So I'm going to suggest that you get rid of that. Just enjoy being together. As a matter of fact, take intercourse off the table altogether mm-hmm. and just focus on experiencing pleasure. Forget about erections, forget about orgasms, just focus on having fun, trying new things and just about enjoyment. I do think that can start to switch things up. And the other suggestion, always, if that's not working, go to a sex therapist. Bingo. 
there are things that you can talk about and exercises you can do and new insights you can have, again, when there's more information that yeah. can be really, really useful for you. But there's so many different things here that, again, you can try. Take the intercourse off the table, focus on pleasure. Uh, certainly, you know, you talk about getting him to get an erection more quickly. I mean, I don't know what more more quickly. Yeah, yeah. Again, there's the that focus very again. Interesting. Yeah. It's also the, the reality, too, is I'm no spring chicken anymore. However, every guy knows that you do have those times when Mr. Johnson takes a nap in the middle. That's going to yeah. happen. Happens with women, too. It happens our, all the time. Our desire can wax and wane even mm-hmm. when we're in the middle of a sexual, even a, an enjoyable sexual experience. Yep. Things happen. We get distracted. We get tired. Uh, there could be some physical thing going on. Mm-hmm. There's so many different layers. You get caught up in anything that's a sidetrack. The, the old joke was, uh, if you think you're coming too quick, start thinking about baseball. They keep your mind off it. Right, it can wrong. also be any Don't other any other distraction, though, <laughs> to keep you in the game. It's like, no, oh, I can't lose it. Oh, I'm losing it. Then you've just taken yourself out of the game. Yeah, and again, when you just focus on the pleasure and experiencing what's going on mm-hmm. rather than the doing and the worrying and the achieving mm-hmm. and the erections and all of that, it's going to be much better. So I would say that would be the first thing to do. The other thing, you can always try a cock ring to once he does get an erection to use that to keep his erection lasting longer. But right now I would say just to take intercourse off the table and just focus on being in the moment and enjoying one another, put on some music, have a glass of wine or, or a cup of tea or whatever feels good for you. Think about what is going to make it enjoyable. And again, if you need some outside help, there's nothing wrong with going to a profane, a profaned, a profane <laughs> professional. <laughs> Somebody's going to tell you you're a fucking idiot. That's a profane professional. <laughs> to a trained professional to get some help because this is what we do. And exactly. it's a resource and you might as well use it. So hopefully that will be helpful to you. And now I have a comment that I'm going to read, which is I loved reading this. I listened to your show about sex toys and I loved it. I had my girlfriend listen and we went online to do some shopping. We bought a vibrator and it's taken our sex life to another level. I've always been hesitant because I thought she would like the vibrator more than me, but I'm glad I tried it. Thank you for all the great information. So isn't that great? I love getting emails Once like that. Once again, the world is a better place because we're in it. <laughs> Simple, it's, uh, you know, just to be modest, it's true. Yes, yes. Uh, no, it's, and that's why we do this, exactly. to be able to help people, in, in, give in lieu, some information. In lieu of actually getting laid, this is why we're helping other people enjoy their sex lives. Those, those who can't do teach. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Or I have podcasts. <laughs> no, it's very true. It's very true. Now, spreading the wealth of information is 99% of why anybody does stuff like this. Absolutely. But, but you know, I just need to address this part about us not being able to get laid. Well, it's not that I we... can get laid. Ditto. And, and, and Ditto. I, and but, I... you know, we both have high standards. That's the problem. And I can enjoy it and do it well. Setting the bar very high. Well, actually, that reminds me. So our next show, we're going to be talking about loss. And loss is something that we all experience. It's funny because I've spoken about loss on other people's shows who have interviewed me. But I haven't spoken about it here. I mean, I've mentioned it, but we haven't really talked about what do you do with that. When somebody you love dies, you get divorced, uh, the relationship you thought you had ends up being 
or looking very different than what you thought, loss comes in many different forms. It could be, I mean, loss of, of anybody, you know, someone that you love. It could be a child. It could be a parent. It could be a friend. And that can affect everything in your life. And how do we navigate through that? How do we show our strength and be resilient? Or how do we just allow ourselves to feel whatever it is that we're feeling? What do we do? There's so many questions and it's a struggle that everybody goes through. And it's what I've been going through. It's it's now we're at the two year mark. And that's the reason why I haven't had sex. I haven't really wanted to. Although that's changing, <laughs> starting to feel like I need that in my life again. Two years feels respectable. Dial one eight hundred, Doctor Lori. <laughs> right, but no, it's not going to be anything that's going to happen quickly or easily. Uh, when I when I do have sex or make love with someone, it it will be something that is important and meaningful. So I'm I'm past the days of recreational or casual sex, and there's nothing wrong with it if that's what you're into. I'm really I'm, believe I'm still that a big fan. it's whatever it's whatever you want for me though i'm not at that place in my life at this point yeah so we are going to talk about that and i do think that's going to be helpful to a lot of people if you are listening to this and you have a story or a question about loss definitely send it in and i'll address it during the show maybe i may not read your your email but i will promise to address whatever question or concern that you have or comment it is a really important issue that we're going to be discussing so our action step of the week is send us an email that's your action step but, 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 but it's not just the sending us the email it's getting clear about a question that you have something that you've wanted to know, something that you've been concerned or confused about. Think about that. That's going to be useful all by itself. Send us the email. It's a chance for us to address it and for you maybe to get some clarity or some answers because we really do want to help you. And the emails, when we have the specific questions, it really is helpful. If you can give us more information, the more information you give, the better. And the more I have, I can just give you a better response to it and give you a clearer answer. Sometimes we just have to speculate about what we think might be going on or not going on. So if you can tell us your age, maybe just more details about sure. what, what it is, that's going to be really helpful. So that's your action step. My gadget of the week is not really a gadget. It's called Thread Up. It's an app. And I love this app. What it is, is it's sort of like a consignment store. I don't even know if it'd be a consignment store. More like a, uh, what are those called? <laughs> I just went blank. Used clothing store. Yes, but what are they called? What's the cool name that they're called? Uh, used clothing store. <laughs> Aardvarks. Oh, you know what? It'll come to me. I know what it's called, and I can't think of it. By the way, when we did our show, I think it was last week, we were calling Alexa, Alexis. So I apologize. I apologize to Alexa and to everybody who was offended. But we were referring, I don't know why we were referring to Alexa as Alexis. I'd like to have Alexis, and I could give a crap about having Alexa. (laughs) So ThreadUp is this app, and it is, God, I'm going crazy trying to think of that word. Retro. um, Secondhand shop. Oh, geez. Use clothes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, there's one in L.A. called Aardvarks, and that's famous I for... I know, but what is it called? When you go to those stores, what are those stores called? The ones on Melrose, what do we call that's them? That's what I'm talking about, Aardvarks. We don't call them... Oh, what does he know? Exactly. Anyways, maybe I'll put it in the written part of the show description. So what you do is you go on this site, you can look up designers, you can look up your sizes. There are thousands and thousands of things to choose from. You can pick shoes or handbags or, or blouses or sweaters or pants or jeans. 
jeans and the assortment is amazing. And you know, when we look at our clothes, I'm guessing that most of you, this is true of me anyways, wears like 10% of what's in your closet that we don't even know what's in there. So it is a good opportunity to go look at your clothes, give yourself a nice overhaul, get rid of the things that you aren't wearing. By the way, you can send them to ThreadUp and they will give you credit. Vintage clothing. Vintage. Thank you very much. Yes, vintage. He looked it up online. Um, I was wondering why he was being so rude and was on his phone while I was talking. That's what I am. I'm vintage. Anyways, you can send them your clothes. What they don't take, they will donate or they'll donate them all for you, whatever you want them to do. But then you can go shopping and this is the best part. You can pick out as many things as you want. They send it to you. Shipping is free over a certain amount. The clothes are very affordable. They tell you exactly the condition they're in. Either it'll be like new. Some of them have their tags on them. These are all sent in by people. Some of them may have a little stain or a little fading. I don't get the ones with stains on it. I would recommend that you don't. The word stain is gross. Nobody wants a stain. Mm -hmm. But they're all really lovely and and clean, and they come in really nicely wrapped. If you'd like to delve into the world of cross-dressing, this is a great way to do it at a bargain. Well, that's true, too. No, it's really wonderful because what you do is you have all these clothes delivered to you, and you usually get it within about a week, and you try it all on, and what you don't like, you can send right back. And it's actually free shipping as long as you just get credit. So they won't send you money back. You can do that, but it costs something. But if you want to just get full credit, you send it right back. You get full credit, and then you go shopping and find things that you like. It's almost like having a personal shopper bring clothes to your house. And you get to just try it on, create a whole new wardrobe. And you can get really nice stuff at really affordable prices. So My personal shopper's name Ross. <laughs> I have to go to his place though. But you gotta go there, right? And I'm not you know, I'm not an affiliate. I'm not getting they're not paying me. Well, we and should be. I know. Yes. We'd love to keep pumping you up, so help us out. <laughs> right. This is not yeah, this Give is not an advertisement. This is just something that I'm totally into and a little bit addicted. It can be dangerous. But again, it's like I'll go on there and I I mean guys I got like sixteen blouses and shirts the other day and it cost me like hundred and fifty bucks. That would last me a year. I mean, I'm talking nice stuff. So it's incredible. So much more fun. And by the way, no store could hold the amount of stuff that they have. But are they are they all sleeveless to reveal your sexy arms? <laughs> Very cute. So that is our show for the day. And we love getting your your letters. I still have some that we haven't read, so they will be read at another time. If you have sent me an email and I have not responded or not read your letter, you can send me another one. Sometimes they do go missing, and I do apologize. So give it another go. I'll do everything I can to really address either through email or on the show, whatever you send me. I really am going to work hard to make that happen. So thank you again for listening. We always appreciate you listening to our show, and we will be speaking to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.